And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown COVID-19 pandemic. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. And I have my friend Pamela Dunley, the president and CEO of Elmhurst Memorial Hospital on the line. How are you, Pam? I'm great. I'm again looking at another beautiful day outside. I think we've been blessed with nice weather the last few calls. So we, we really great. have. And, uh, I think our restaurateurs are very lucky, too, because uh, they've been having outdoor dining only up until, you know, in the near in the very near future when that's going to change. And I think that's really helped. And uh, hopefully... It's helped the health of everybody being able to get outside and enjoy the great weather. And hopefully you've gotten outside a little bit, too. I have, and I I feel very blessed. And I think um, our state is pretty blessed, too, because as I listen to the news and hear of all these other states that are jumping up in positive COVID, I think we're lucky that we uh, have gotten a little better control of our state. Right. Right. as it, as it relates to what's going on within your walls, can you give us a little update on your inpatients? Certainly. So last week I had told you we had 15 positive inpatients, and this week we are at 13 positive inpatients, so making all fairly consistent. Um, you know, we've been down to 10 and 11, and we're at 13 right now. Um, and we have four rule-outs. Last week it was six rule-outs. And um, our deaths are, last week we were at 59, we are now at 64 deaths. Uh, DuPage County went from 8,465 to 8,736. The state went from 103,627, and for the very exciting news, we went from 382 discharges to 392 discharges. So we discharged 10 people. Oh, that's great. How's the staff doing? Any new cases among the staff? Yeah, just only one more new positive case over the week, so that's excellent. And as we discussed before, most most of those they likely contracted outside of the hospital anyhow, correct? Correct. Correct. There's no way to prove unless they were directly working with COVID patients, and most of them have not been directly working with COVID patients. Okay. How's your uh, testing capacity this week? About the same as last? It's about the same as last, and we are going to be starting having our staff be able to do antibody testing next week. So they are signing up right now, and, um, you know, I think people are confused about antibody testing and why do people want to do it, so I asked Dr. Kandel, who's the head of our lab, what he would say about antibody testing. And what he says is there are four main reasons why we do antibody testing. One is to identify patients with COVID when they present late in their disease and have a negative COVID test. So sometimes it's somebody who no longer uh, on the regular testing shows up positive, but we still think they might have had the disease or have the disease, and so we would do a antibody testing. One is to identify how many people in the community have been exposed to the virus so that we can learn more about how the virus spread and to which groups it has spread and um, 
and just to have a better understanding of the volume of people that have been exposed. One is to identify possible donors for convalescent plasma. And lastly, it is to verify antibody response for vaccination purposes in the future. We still do not know how long you would be protected or if you are protected once you have are positive with an antibody, but we are trying to get more information and the more we know about who is positive with an antibody, the more it will help us. And so if you do um, get a test and it turns out positive and you do want to donate blood, we are um, greatly in need of convalescent plasma, and that is the type of blood that you are donating if you have a are positive for antibodies. So is the consensus in the medical community that there are many, many people out there that have had the COVID uh, virus and don't even know, or the, the uh, I guess that's not the name of the virus, it's the coronavirus, but have had it and, and really don't know it, that there are many, many of us out there? Uh that is one of the uh, educated guesses, but okay. we won't know until we do all this antibody testing. So that's really important, isn't it? It, it does help us to understand what the spread has been, yes. So if um, I see that you've got that uh, testing facility um, out in Warrenville on Win right off Winfield Road, if somebody just pulls up there and doesn't have a prescription, are they going to be able to get a test? Uh, no, they need a physician's order, but if they do have a physician's order, it's a really nice, convenient way to get tested. It's only 20 minutes down the road, because I drive there for meetings, so I do know that. Just straight down I-88 off at Winfield Road, you turn right, you turn right into the first, or actually they make you go to the light and then turn right around the corner, and you drive into the tent, they test you while you're in your car, and then you're on your way. Um, and then they call you with the results. So if you have an order from your physician, then you sh should go there for testing. About a month and a half ago, you mentioned that obesity was a factor uh, as it relates to people who were really suffering from COVID. Are there any other factors that we may not be that familiar with that are, are keys? Well, you know, I know there's lots of stuff in the media about this, and some of it has been proven and some hasn't. But the ones that I know are um, are very common in people who do suffer from severe COVID-19 are hypertension, diabetes, and underlying lung or heart issues. So obesity is usually coupled with those things, and having one or more of those things, the more you have the more risk you are if you were to develop COVID-19 at having um, a severe case. And so one of the things that we learned from this is it's really important to keep yourself well and to be as healthy as possible. So it is never too late to start taking care of yourself, to get your diabetes checked out. And, and if you're pre-diabetic, there are proven ways to stop diabetes from coming and it's healthy lifestyle, it's exercise, it's diet. Um, and so if you start that early, you can prevent diabetes, hypertension, and heart issues all can be controlled or minimized and are not smoking, obviously, for underlying lung issues. So it's never too late to take care of yourself because this pandemic may come and go, but others will come. And those are all things that will be at risk for people in the future. So it's not too late for me, huh? It is not too late for you. I'll, I'll help you get into a program. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, we've spoken a lot over the last several weeks about the hospital um, beginning services to its 
close to its full capacity from pre-pandemic. And I know that, that you're pretty close. Is there anything that phase four, which starts this Friday, is going to allow you to do that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise? Yes. What we're going to be able to do is do a lot of our rehab programs are going to be able to start up again. So whether it's our fitness center rehab or our cardiac rehab, we'll be able to um, see people. I mean, it'll be very different in how we do it, how many people can be in a classroom size and, you know, the spacing and the cleaning. But we will be able to start up those programs again, which um, we're very excited about. In, in terms of regular classes you have, like uh, – pre-childbirth classes and, and things like that. Are you able to do those again soon? Yeah, those will be able to start up as well. We're in the process of working that out. And we have done some virtual classes all along. So, um, yeah, hopefully people will get the type of class they want, whether it's in person or virtually. So can you give us an idea? I know that Edward Elmhurst Health has many facilities, not just the the three main hospitals, but clinics and other specialty facilities. Can you kind of give us uh, a flavor for how many of those facilities you have approximately and whether or not they're all reopened? Well, I don't have a number of how many we have. We have a lot of them. But in the Elmhurst area, almost all of them have reopened. So the sleep center's reopened. Um, you know, Lombard has always been open. Addison's been open. Um, we are in the process of opening uh, our immediate cares back up. So on, we had closed the uh, Hinsdale, the, the Oak Park immediate care, and I think the Hinsdale immediate care, Addison's been open. We're, we'll be reopening uh, those on July 1st. I think Oak Park already opened, but Hinsdale will be opening on July 1st. What we're not going to be opening right now are our dual walk-in clinics, and we're evaluating whether that's really the right place for us to continue to provide medical care within um, a grocery store. So, um, But all of our outpatient clinics and doctor's offices are reopened. We've um, talked in the past about the fact that people may be suffering from anxiety as a result of the pandemic. And so my question to you is, Thus far, does it seem as bad as maybe some of the experts predicted? So what we're seeing, at least for us at our um, at Linden Oaks, which is our mental health facility, and all of our outpatient services that provide mental health services, is that for every patient that presents themselves with a mental health issue, every one of them are identifying COVID as one of the intensifiers to their distress. Um, and Part of it is the isolation and the anxiety, the depression, the feelings of hopelessness, the fear, the, the worry about um, their, their finances. Um, and people are reporting that they've increased their day drinking and their substance abuse as well as having difficulty managing stress. Um, we also had our employees have help here and many employees reached out to the individuals that were on the floors in our healing rooms. Um, we had licensed uh, clinical social workers and counselors and, and uh, psychologists in there. And many of our employees reached out and talked about the fear and anxiety they were going through both personally and at work and, um, and felt very comforted by the fact that they had somebody there available to them that helped them get through this and have sent letters thanking us since then. Um, but our emergency departments now are also seeing a lot more people that are 
are showing anxiety and depression. Um, and so at Linden Oaks, we have a anxiety outpatient program, and in the past month, it has doubled in size. So that kind of tells you where people are at. Is a primary care physician a good person to contact first if you if you feel you are having a problem or one of your loved ones is having a problem? Well, primary care doctor is good to get a referral from. They're usually not the best ones to be able to help you with the illness, but they can um, give you referrals. So there is a number, though, that I can give is that anybody could call if they want just a free assessment or they just want to find out what information there is, and that's 630-305-5027. And, and just tell people what what's going on and they can give you some some free information we've um over the last few years heard a lot about how nature is a great prescription for health and the japanese have the term shinrin yoku which is basically forest bathing and and how good that is for your health i just wonder if people are suffering from covid but not really badly is, is it going to help them to be outside or do they really need to be indoors Oh, I, I think you're absolutely correct. Being outside is probably a great way to help them dealing with stress. First of all, we all know that uh, the sun and vitamin D helps us in our mood. Um, and just being able to breathe fresh air and not be in a contained space does help with anxiety. Um, I think it's not just being in nature, but it's allowing yourself to... Um, clear your mind and uh, meditate and think calming thoughts that helps ground you and helps the anxiety go away. Um, and that works for people who have the ability to do that. Some people's anxiety is so bad that uh, they're not able to do that, and that's when they really need to ask for help. But if, if that calms you and helps you, that's the first way to go. Well, before we, uh, before we got on the air, so to speak, I mentioned to you that I'm uh, actually podcasting from a treehouse today. And I have to tell you, it feels great to be away from the hustle and bustle. And uh, I feel a lot better, so I highly recommend it. So, <laughs> um, One last question that I wanted to ask you about. I asked you about masks last week and how to keep glasses from fogging up. So I have questions about masks. You know, I find myself every once in a while going into a store and I need a mask, and I realize the only mask I have with me is one that probably is either should have been discarded or washed, and I, I wonder, is it pretty dangerous to be wearing masks that are pretty dirty? Well, it's not great. Um, I don't know that I would call it dangerous. I, what I would say is um, you can reuse a mask if you are taking it correctly and if it isn't moist and wet. But if it's moist and wet, it's longer effective. So, if you have a mask that you wore for a couple hours in the morning or at home and you off all day and then you need it a couple hours in the evening, as long as you are holding it the right way by the by the ears things and that you're not flipping it around but you've got the part to your face at your face and the part that was away from your face, away from your face, then it should still be good. But if the minute you see it's moist or wet, you need to make sure that it gets clean. So I'll tell you my little trick. When I get home from work every day, I immediately go in my bathroom and, and I have a little Tupperware container and a little coffee cup and I take my jewelry off and I take my mask off. I run hot water, a little dish soap, I dump it in the 
I put, I fill it halfway up in the Tupper container and put my mask in there, and I take all my jewelry and throw it in my coffee cup. I let the jewelry soak all night. I Before I go to bed at night for the mask, I rinse it and hang it to dry, and it's good to go the next day. It's it's a perfect way to, to make sure you're clean and safe every day. And, and is it okay to wear the same mask all day long if you need to? As long as it doesn't uh, get moist or wet, yes. Okay. Okay. Now, if you're sweating in it and it's getting moist and wet, you need to change it. Well, that, that tends to be the case for me sometimes. So I do <laughs> I do change them uh, a couple of times during the day if I need to, but most days I don't have mine on all day. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining us, and uh, hopefully the, the sound quality was okay here from, from the treehouse. Normally, you know, we podcast from the top of the Butterfield Park water tower where the, the signal is really strong. So... Uh, Hopefully uh, it it came across well, and uh, I wish you well. I wish your staff well, and I look forward to talking again. And I hope everybody takes your advice and goes out in their treehouse in their backyard and, and enjoys nature a little bit over the next week. So take care. It was great talking to you. Thanks, Pam. This is Aaron Jason, Business Development Coordinator for the City of Elmhurst. Now more than ever, we're asking the community of Elmhurst to please fill out your U.S. 2020 census. It's quick, safe, and easy, and you can do it online at my2020census.gov. Thank you. You're listening to the E-Town Lowdown. Robbie, Rick, PK, when you don't have anything better to do. About my money on a Bobdale nag. The staff and management of the E-Town Lowdown would like to assure our more sensitive listeners that our food critic, Sal, is really half Italian. His mother is from Poland, and his father is from the great country of Italy. We hope you will enjoy and not be offended. Hey, how you doing? Slappy Sal here for the E-Town Lowdown with yet another food review. You know, normally Slappy Sal, he he doesn't go to a whole lot of Irish places, but it was around St. Paddy's Day, I figured, hey, Maybe I ought to give it a try. So I headed on over to Riley's on York Road. You know, the gathering place, they call it. Figure, hey, if it's good enough for the Irish to gather there, it's probably good enough for Sal, too. So I went over there with Denise and the nephew. I did that joke so old, I think my grandmother brought it over on the boat with her. So we go over to Riley's. We're checking the place out. I got to tell you right off the bat, Sal's uh, impressed. They got PBRs. Now, I've, I know as a fact, both Robbie and Rick have been known to tip a PBR or two in their day. So I figure, good enough for me, good enough for them. I heard a rumor once that PK likes to tip a PBR or two. I can't prove that. But uh, maybe someday I'll get them over to Riley's. Turns out they got really good food. I like this place. Got a comfortable sandwich type of an environment. Get a burger. They got something called a hangover sandwich. I wasn't hungover, so I didn't get any. But, uh, you know, they, they make a nice comfort food. Uh, Tuesdays is what I understand is the day you want to go and get a burrito. They got a uh, cook, makes an authentic burrito. Apparently, it's out of this world. So, I got to say, not too bad for an Italian being in an Irish place. I heard a rumor once we had a uh, half Italian and half Irish mayor. So, he probably hung out there, I would imagine. But, uh, yeah, not bad. It's a comfortable gathering place with good comfort, solid food. So Slappy Sal says, hey, if you're in the mood, go check out Riley's. And remember, like John Lennon said, all you need is love, but a cannoli don't hurt either. The E-Town Lowdown brought to you by the wonderful folks at 
the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right, nine feet in diameter. This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown.